Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VSAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. It is, once again, Point Spread Sunday, week 11 in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. 13 games on today's slate, nine in the early window. We have three late, and then, of course, one Sunday night football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live. We want to hear from you guys, at M.I. Pritchard, at Femi Abebefe. Let's talk about it. NFL, let's get some valuable discussions going as we try to cast some tickets later on this afternoon and into the evening. Coming up at 6.15, of course, we have picks, eight of them between the two of us in this slate. And, of course, at 6 o'clock Pacific time, a little game we like to call What's Trending. You'll want to stick around for that. And, of course, stop, drop, shut them down, open up props at 5.30. And then in 15 minutes, the segment you have been waiting for is becoming one of our more profitable segments, and we like to call it Fresh fades. We'll delve into that in 15 minutes. With all that said, Pritch, Week 11, NFL, how we feeling this Feeling morning? pretty good. Feeling pretty good. The Fresh Fade segment, stay tuned for that for sure. It's good, man. It's, uh, it's been cashing, folks. It is. It is. <laughs> and I don't know about one of the chairs we're about to get in with one of these Fresh Uh-oh. Fades, though. Okay. I might have the shaky barber in one of them. <laughs> chairs. You never want a shaky you barber. Don't you don't want, want that line barber. getting messed up for you, the folks <laughs> no. at home that uh, are always in the barber chair. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But looking forward to this week. Uh, some great games uh, on the schedule. Also, I think it's movement time in the National Football league uh teams have asserted themselves for sure uh but now you know you start to get closer and closer to fine-tuning things for the playoffs yeah i think that's one of the big things when i was looking at the slate it's like are we going to get that separation sunday kind of thing going mm-hmm. on because we every week we're now at least over the last handful of weeks we've seen a lot of these upsets teams that are touchdown plus favorites losing outright who's the best team in the league we saw the bucks lose as double-digit favorites we right. saw buffalo lose as double-digit favorites two weeks prior dallas lost as well as double-digit favorites so it's interesting to see where these teams will eventually shake up because Bill Parcells would always say around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is when you start to feel, realize what you are as a team. And we're going to start to realize some of these teams here Absol- this week. Absolutely, Femi. I think as a player, uh, and coaches uh, preach this too, that each game is a collection, or all the games really are a collection of quizzes. So you're taking a quiz each and every week, and you're trying to get to that test at the end of the year, which is the playoffs. So you find out about yourselves along the way, September, October, discovery, but then assertion uh, after October and and certainly November. So like you said, Bill Parcells is right uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of the calendar and when you start to tune up for the playoffs. All right, let's dive into the slate here. I mentioned 13 games on today's slate. And the one in the afternoon that is probably going to have a lot of the attention, the premier game on this Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. 
The Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 56, mm. Bridge. A lot of points are expected out there at Arrowhead Stadium. What are your first thoughts in this potential Super Bowl preview I know. later this afternoon? How about that? You know, just the history of these two franchises, too. The, the, the Chiefs, where they used to be in Dallas, yep. and then they moved to Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Dallas Cowboys. But the, the history, I mean, from an NFL purist standpoint, this is a game that everybody circled. Uh, but then also the matchup, Dak Prescott, who has ascended to an elite level, I believe, at quarterback. Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes trying to hold on as an elite quarterback, which he has evolved. And Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy has helped him evolve, in particular last week against the Raiders. I uh, was watching that game intently in terms of trying to find out or see if the Chiefs would make the adjustments, and they did. Mm -hmm. They got back to more of a core offense, less gimmicky offense, uh, and they allow Patrick Mahomes – to become a pocket quarterback. I mean, he's an air raid guy, but he also, from an air raid standpoint, if you watch Patrick Mahomes over his entire career and also in college, he likes to get out the pocket and make a big play. Uh, so they had, to, they had to coach him up on that and, and guide him. And I saw the Chiefs do that uh, against the Raiders. So the Cowboys will have their hands full with that version of the offense with the Chiefs. But then I think if you're the Cowboys, you're feeling highly confident because of what your offense can do. And yeah. certainly your defense – Coming along, coming along. Uh, it, it's not a finished product. They still have some things to work on. Uh, Gregory going down was was a big blow too. But I, I think the Cowboys feel so confident because of what they can do offensively coming into this football game. Yeah, it's a high-powered attack for Dallas, whether it's passing or rushing. You right. get Zeke and Pollard, both those guys playing well. Now, one thing to keep in mind, though, Amari Cooper, their number one wide receiver, is out mm -hmm. due to COVID-19. He popped up on the reserve COVID list Friday afternoon. Also, Tyron Smith, their left tackle, there was – Kind of sentiment that thinking that they were going to get him back mm -hmm. this week here. He was limited in practice all week long, but reports early this morning or late last night came out saying that he is not expected to play. They want to take a kind of a long-range approach with this. Of course, they have the Thursday game on Thanksgiving coming up in just four days, so they don't want to really rush it back with another game coming up here as uh, they have another game here right. in just a matter of moments. But uh, Interesting to see how their offense looks now with no Cooper, no Tyron Smith there for Dak Prescott. Well, I like Gallup. Uh, I've liked Gallup ever since uh, I saw him at the Senior Bowl up close and personal in terms of on the field and his work, his work ethic, how the coaches at the time was Vance Joseph and the Denver Broncos. Uh, and they were pretty and imp highly impressed with this young man. Uh, and, you know, he's in a contract situation, too. So here's an opportunity uh, against oh, yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, if you're Michael Gallup, and which, you know, I've been in these shoes, it's like, this is my opportunity. I know Coop uh, has been banged up at times. Uh, he's been um, actually a tough athlete this year because he yeah. is banged up. He's not 100%. Yeah, the hamstrings, right. the ankles, and all them. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff. Sure. And so CD Lamb, too, another exciting uh, young player right there. But Dallas, they're loaded offensively tight end position, a wide receiver positions, as well as running back position. Yeah, I have a pick on this game between the Cowboys and the Chiefs. We'll, of course, unveil that coming up later on at 6.15 Pacific time. Now, the most bet game mm -hmm. of the day, at least as of right now, I assume Cowboys-Chiefs will eventually get there, but, you know, it's still a lot of time. That one kicks off at 4.25 Eastern, 1.25 Pacific time. But this game at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m., Packers-Vikings, an NFC North clash, the black and blue division, as Green Bay is a one-point road favorite against the Minnesota Vikings with a total of 47.5. This is an interesting game here, Pritch, because it feels like both teams almost could be pretty similar, despite what the records say. You know what? And that's the problem I have right now as a better Femi. 
Like, aren't the Packers supposed to be the best team in the NFC right now? I mean, they're the best team against the spread in the league. <laughs> right, that too. But yet only uh, laying a point here. I mean, I, well, look, we, we think things can be fishy at times as betters. And this mm-hmm. one, I'm like, what? what's the deal here? What am I missing? I, I scoured. I, I, I pulled back every curtain I can find in this game <laughs> to find out what's happening here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers plays well against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Aaron Jones is banged up, but yet, you know, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers. And uh, I, I would think from a comparison standpoint, the Cardinals on the road on a short week with no preparation and, and, and no wide receivers, and yet the Packers find a way to get it done. And, and so a, a team that the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, highly familiar with, yeah, they're getting healthier, but they're the Vikings, you know, and yeah. I, I, they just haven't seemed like they've asserted themselves as a football team. I think there's some lack of confidence there, too, and maybe some lack of trust, but yet the line's so tight here with this game. Well, it's interesting. We have that graphic up right now, and you see points per game, 21.6 right. for the Packers, which seems rather low. I mean, last year they were one of the, they were a juggernaut on offense. Aaron Rodgers went on to win MVP last season as they went 13-3 and were the number one seed in the NFC. Now they're still on that pace to be a number one caliber seed. They're mm-hmm. with their record right now. I believe it is 8-2, and two, but – it just something offensively doesn't feel like it's clicking at least as much as it was last year. Now they're not going to have David Bakhtiari once again. Uh, their left tackle is out with the knee injury. He didn't practice at all this week. Aaron Jones, you mentioned he is out. Alan Lazard, doubtful, didn't practice at all this week. But of course, Aaron Rodgers only had 15 reps of practice this week with the toe injury. So I wonder how much that's factoring in. Of hey, Rodgers, this toe thing, it might be a little bit more serious than they're letting on. And yes, he's going to play, but. It sounds like he'll be compromised at least later this afternoon. Well, the toe thing is real. Um, Deion Sanders famously had a toe injury that hampered mm-hmm. him a lot, and then you just you you deal with it. Uh, a sprained toe is just a funny injury because it is painful, and you can't feel your toe at times. Uh, and then you have to wield, wear this steel plate in your shoe for stabilization, uh, depending on what type of injury he has right there with his toe. Uh, but that could be bothersome. But but again, you know, Aaron Rodgers has played through a lot more than a toe situation in his career. Uh, the other side of that offense, and you're right about their offense, only average offense at best right now. Yeah. Uh, but their defense, though. It's, r- ranked, it's been the story. Right. Ranked third in the, in the league in terms of allow, points allowed at 18 points uh, a game. So, uh, you know, you look on the other side, too, with the Vikings, high-powered offense. I mean, at least talent-wise, right? Uh, I think they're working through – Clint Kubiak, uh, first-time offensive coordinator, got a famous last name right there, but still trying to work through getting the ball to cook and you know making everybody happy out there. And then it's Kirk Cousins, too. So, I mean, there's nothing about Kirk Cousins yeah. that excites me as a better, for sure. It's interesting. The Packers, over the last handful of years, have found ways to win these close games, mm-hmm. while the Vikings have found ways to lose them. Right. So it's interesting seeing that line. They're sitting at one, and I know there's a lot of respected betters who are on Minnesota mm-hmm. today, but – it's another one that I can see at the end of the day being like, wow, Minnesota should have won the game, and somehow Green Bay won it, just because that's the M.O. of both of these teams here. Yeah, I mean, the Packers shut out Russell Wilson the first time in his career. Think mm-hmm. about that. And so I guess 
the Vikings, uh, they're all that now because it's only minus one all here for the Four Packers. and five. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick here, Pritz. Sunday night football. We can just go 40 seconds here on yeah. your thoughts. Chargers five and a half point favorite to the total of 47 and a half. Big Ben appears to be back, but no TJ Watt, no Minka Fitzpatrick, no Joe Hayden for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the defensive star is uh, uh, certainly not going to be there available there for Pittsburgh, but the running game, Najee Harris, I think the offensive line too is, is coming together. Late November, middle to late November, this is when you want your offensive line to come together. I think Tomlin has that. Yeah, Tomlin is an underdog. Mm-hmm. Just He's one of those coaches that <laughs> tends to per- outperform expectations. And last week they saw them tie to the Detroit Lions, who are still the winless Detroit Lions because of that tie there. Mason Rudolph, of course, was the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in that spot. We'll see what they can do now having to travel to the West Coast in primetime. That one kicks off 520 between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Coming up on the other side, the segment you've been waiting for. It's been really profitable. Fresh fades here on Point Spread Sunday. You're watching Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. First Bet wants to get in on all the race horse racing action this week. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Point Spread Sunday. Rolling along here at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard getting you guys set for week 11 in the National Football League. And Pritch, we tease it on the other side. <laughs> It's about that time. It's about that time, folks, to sit into the barber chair, get a little relaxation, chat with your barber who's a therapist in some some places, uh, and get to know the teams that you want to sell high on this week in the National Football League. We call it Fresh Fades. Uh-huh. Here on Point Spread Sunday. Now, folks, if you haven't been following, I want to let you guys know Fresh Fades has been one of our more profitable segments here on the show Overall, we've been doing this now. This is the fourth week we've been doing, mm-hmm. been, uh, doing this segment. Over the last three weeks, six and two against the spread if you have properly faded the featured teams in this segment. So I'm not telling you to break out the pen and paper quite yet, but if you're smart, you can get a hint. Break out the pen and paper. As we look at these three <laughs> teams, Pritch, who are fresh fades this week. And I want to start off with the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers coming off the massive division rival win over the L.A. Rams in prime time. Now they're going on the road to the East Coast to where they are almost touchdown favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pritch, do you believe San Fran is a fresh fade this week? I do. Put them in the first chair, Femi. <laughs> Normally the first chair. <laughs> Come on that's down, the, Kyle Shanahan. Right, that's the owner of the barbershop <laughs> right there. So, uh, you know, to think about what the 49ers to build up against the Ram, Rams and, and what everything – entailed in that game, uh, the game that they had to win in that division. Uh, but that week, too, a, a lot of players, coaches called each other out, just investigating there. Uh, and when that happens, typically you want those kind of inspired performances. And they got it. Uh, and they got the victory. Now mm-hmm. you got the Jaguars across country. Your body clocks off a little bit. Uh, and yet a shorter week, too, in preparation. Human nature, and as a player myself, there's no way I'm going to get up to the level I got up to last week against the Jaguars. 
Uh, so absolutely, I, I would look to fade this football game or this team anyway in this situation. Uh, the Jaguars play physical at home. Uh, the 49ers coming off a physical game themselves, the, yep. the way that the game plan unfolded there uh, against the Rams. So uh, everything points to me in terms of this game, this matchup, uh, definitely first-year fade there. <laughs> and also for the 49ers, like, likely to be without both of their running backs, Jermichael Hasty, mm-hmm. he's already been ruled out. Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. He was DNP all week. We know what the running game means to Kyle Shanahan and that offense. Now maybe Jeff Wilson Jr. Right. is going to be the featured back here for San Francisco. On the Jacksonville side, it sounds like they will have their running back, James Robinson. He was limited on Thursday, limited at Friday's practice. He is expected to play, according to reports, early on this morning. Now, it's interesting with this 49ers team. Last week, we saw them as more than a field goal underdog mm-hmm. at home. Now they go on to the road where they're significantly more than a field goal favorite. That's just something that you know, you never really want to bet on those teams that where it flips like that in a span of a week. And, of course, when you look at their schedule – right. Look who comes up next week, the Minnesota Vikings at home, mm-hmm. and that is a massive game for NFC wildcard implications. So this is almost one of those quote-unquote sandwich spot type of feels to where this Niners team, I'm not necessarily saying that I would run to bet Jacksonville. Now, if you give me plus seven, I will. Sure. But six and a half, I'm not going to run to do it. Right. It would be just a lean to Jacksonville. But I 1,000% would never bet the 49ers in this spot. No, absolutely not. I think if – from a betting standpoint, either if you can find a seven or looking at teasers even here, yeah. I think teasing Jaguars up a little bit. I mean, why you pump the brakes a little bit in terms of, of the 49ers and if they get it together, if they have a sound game plan, if they are inspired, uh, they are averaging 27 points a game the last three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers, and you know, we know what the Jaguars are offensively. Yeah. Uh, they're a mess. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence turns the ball over a lot. Uh, so that that is something to consider right there. But as far as laying six and a half, not interested there. Yeah. The next team that is going to need to sit down in the barber chair might need to get it high and tight. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have won and covered back-to-back home games. They beat the Houston Texans who were playing Tyrod Taylor that week. Then, of course, they turn around Thursday night football, knock off the Baltimore Ravens as eight-and-a-half-point underdogs in prime time, going to another team. Home underdog, more of a, more than a touchdown. Now to road favorite of more than a field goal. Pritch, Dolphins laying three and a half against the New York Jets. Are mm-hmm. they a fresh fade? Well, on the surface, it's like that empty chair that's always in the barbershop. And everybody's like waiting. For, there's like a, a full barbershop, but yet there's one chair open. Nobody wants to sit in that chair. Nobody wants that barber. <laughs> Nobody wants that barber. That's the Jets. That's the Jets. Because, <laughs> you know, the Jets have the shaky hand, right? Yeah. So you're trying to fade. You're trying to fade the Dolphins versus the Jets. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Joe Flacco. Enter Joe Flacco. I don't know if you want Joe Flacco cutting your hair. Uh, right. But remember, <laughs> Joe Flacco was with the Jets. The Jets drafted Zach Wilson, and they told Joe Flacco, we don't need you and this, blah, blah, blah. Now, okay, we need to trade for Joe Flacco to bring him back. Make it make Um, sense. Yeah. (laughs) uh, It's it's crazy to think about. And only because of a technicality, Josh Johnson's not the starter either because of the Mike White, ineffective Mike White. But remember Johnson on Thursday Night Football, I believe, against the Colts? Uh, played great, threw for over 300 yards. Why isn't he playing quarterback? Well, the technicality from a roster spot standpoint, elevating him from the practice squad because of COVID. Uh, and so you don't want to have four active quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, so Joe Flacco is a guy who the Jets traded for, hasn't been with this team long. And, and I don't know how inspiring Joe Flacco is at this point. But if you're looking at the play, though, uh, it's a shaky one to me, fading the Dolphins here minus three and a half. Yeah, it's a shaky one just because the New York Jets are involved. But even from a Miami's perspective, I mean, 
they haven't shown anything this year to where they should be favored by th- more than a field goal mm-hmm. to anybody, including the Jets. I mean, Tua Tungo-Vailoa, who I still believe in Tua mm-hmm. as a quarterback, but, I mean, he's still a little bit banged up with the finger thing going on. Their wideouts are banged up. No Will Fuller, no Devontae Parker. Both those guys still on IR. Um, this is the team that I could see them riding a little bit too high. Now you're going to a, on a divisional game on the road. Everything has been an absolute disaster for the Jets. You got Robert Sala telling Rex Ryan to, you know where to find me. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's been a bad sure. week for the New York Jets. However, man, that's a lot of points to lay. It's a Three and a of, half? A lot of points to yeah. lay. I don't think I would do it though with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, folks, are a fresh fade. However, just be careful with the Jets. It's a shaky barber. It's a shaky barber. It's the shaky barber. (laughs) (laughs) That noon on a Saturday, nobody's in that chair. There's a reason why with the New York Jets there. And the final team here in our Fresh Fade segment, the Carolina Panthers. Carolina beat Arizona last week as seven-point underdogs. Of course, P.J. Walker was Mm -hmm. the quarterback. Colt McCoy was leading the Cardinals that day. But now they flip to being more than a field goal favorite at home against the Washington football team. Now, there's a lot of excitement in Carolina. Cam Newton is back. He declared that when he scored a touchdown last week against the Cardinals. Now he is starting in place of P.J. Walker. This line was two and a half before we had the news of Cam Newton starting. Now we're seeing three and a half. Mm -hmm. And based on what we've seen from Cam Newton over the last 18 months or so, I'm not sure that justifies a move through the significant number of three. So I ask you, Pritch, are the Panthers a fresh fade this afternoon in Charlotte? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, you know, the football team and Heineke, look, he's excitable. He can make plays at times as a gunslinger. They want him to be a manager too. So you you wonder about the trust level. Uh, and as we're deeper into the season, maybe that's out the window now for the football team because he's going to be the quarterback. And uh, he rose to the occasion against Tampa Bay. Give them credit. Uh, he, he allowed the football players, the football team on that team, uh, to have confidence, certainly against Tom Brady and a bunch. Uh, so Cam Newton, unique situation when you're looking at a quarterback that they got off the street who was back for that moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you look at Cardinals or whatever, are you prepared for Cam Newton, the packages and what they're going to do? I mean, I think they were surprised that he was even active. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So you're not going to be prepared in the red zone for what Cam Newton did in that game. And uh, that was two touchdowns that really helped the Panthers. But now you have a football team, even with the injuries, a whole week of preparation for Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And what this offense can be in in a week, I don't know how much offense Cam Newton has with the Panthers, other than crash Christian McCaffrey, uh, and maybe yeah. some some tight throws, some some possession type throws, and also down the field, like Cam can take some shots down the field with a vertical threat too. So it's a game plan I think is which is not going to be too complex. And something certainly Del Rio and the Washington football team should be able to adjust to. And not only is it a week of preparation for the Washington football team, the Washington football team head coach, he might know Cam Newton a little bit, Ron Rivera. He spent a decade with Cam Newton down there in Charlotte. If Mm -hmm. anybody knows him, it's Ron Rivera. I'm sure he's been big in those defensive meetings all week long, trying to devise a game plan to shut down Cam Newton. Sure. From a tendency standpoint, absolutely. Now, this is Cam Newton with Brady, though, a different coordinator, different style of offense. And to me, uh, look, you got to focus in on Christian McCaffrey uh, if you're Del Rio and and, and Rivera here, but Rivera going back to to Charlotte in this area, North Carolina, and and this franchise. I mean, it's going to be an emotional uh, game, and so Rivera as a head coach getting up the Washington football team for an emotional football game. So those are the fresh fades: 49ers, Dolphins, and the Panthers. 
just to let you guys know, last week, the fresh fades, Titans, Cardinals, Broncos, if you faded them, you went 3-0 clean sweep. So, pay a little bit of attention as you sit down into the barber chair. On the other side, stop, drop, shut them down, open up. Props, point spread Sunday, rolling along here, week 11, National Football League. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. Point spread Sunday. Rolling along. Week number 11 in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe. Mike Pritchard coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And that prop tracker is going to roll us right into our segment on stop, drop, shut them down, open up props. Pritch, we got some interesting props here to break down. I want to start off with the most passing yards in week number 11. And the favorite, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. He is plus 550. Dak Prescott is 7-1. to Derek Carr, Josh Allen, 10-1. to Justin Herbert, 12-1. to Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, 14-1. to Joe Burrow, 16-1. to And they have Ryan Tannehill, Tua Tungo-Vailoa at 20-1. to What stands out to you? Yeah, how about the top two? I mean, that's the matchup everybody's uh, right. eagerly anticipating. Highest total on the board. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Mahomes coming off a big 400-yard passing game last week against a team highly familiar with. Uh, and what we were talking about earlier in the show where Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid got Patrick Mahomes to be a pocket quarterback, a rhythm quarterback. Mm-hmm. So in other words, your, your footwork in the pocket, distribution of the football, that's the West Coast offense. Uh, and that's what the Chiefs need to get to, at more, more so than being an air raid. So uh, I, I think Dallas is going to have their hands full trying to understand what direction the Chiefs are going to go in. They're going to implement some air raid aspects to it. But now you have a quarterback the talent level of Patrick Mahomes that has evolved yeah. uh, and now is more confident, too. So watch out for that. Dak Prescott, I, I, you look, they're going to throw the football. Uh, I, I think running the football will help. Uh, a lot more zone coverage from Kansas City has allowed them to feel better about themselves defensively, too. Uh, so you, uh, Dak Prescott facing zone today. Uh, Derek Carr on the board against the, the, the Bengals is interesting. But I'm going deeper down the board. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, against okay. the Texans. There we go, 20-1. to 1. Yeah, because of A.J. Brown. Now, no Julio Jones and, and no Derrick Henry. You know, A.J. Brown, just looking this up, uh, in his four games against uh, the, the Texans, 27, yard, uh, 27 receptions, 447 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, the guy eats against the Texans. And mm-hmm. you think about the Texans, that was a more competitive football team. Uh, they're a mess now. No wheels <laughs> on this thing. And, uh, and so I, I think the Titans and what they've done so far this year, looking for big things from Tannehill. So maybe 21's the shot. 20 to 1. I like that. A long shot on the board there. The one that stood out to me was Joe Burrow at 16 to 1 of the Cincinnati Bengals. This is another game that it's totaled above 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 and a half is the consensus total. I'm seeing even some 51. So this is going to be a close game back and forth. I think we're going to see a lot of scoring. It, I mean, all eyes are going to be on Cowboys Chiefs, and I think that's going to be a fantastic game. Wouldn't shock me if the wild game of the day is Bengals and Raiders, what we see at Allegiant Stadium just down the road from us here. Because Jamar Chase, that offense, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, we saw this Raiders secondary just get 
tore up mm-hmm. last Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is Cincinnati hoping to get off the schneid, get back. To, they're coming off of the bye, get back in rhythm here. I think Joe Burrow 16-1 to and what he can do against that Gus Bradley defense can be pretty special today. And I think Jamar Chase, by the end of the day, it wouldn't shock me if it's, oh, Jamar Chase back into the rookie of the year conversation. It's Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, the two rookies now going head-to-head for the rest of the season here because I think those guys are going to have a big day, and it starts with Burrow behind center throwing for 300-plus yards, I think. Okay, today. well, the weather because of you know a dome situation leaves exactly. the stadium war, whereas Tennessee outdoors – no uh, issues cloudy. here in Vegas, <laughs> right? A little bit of wind, and then certainly the Dallas Cowboys Chiefs mm-hmm. game too. A little bit of wind in that game, in that matchup. Let's look at the most rushing yards. Nick Chubb is the favorite at plus six hundred. Dalvin Cook plus seven fifty. You have AJ Dillon, Jeff Wilson Jr. of the 49ers, Najee Harris. Those guys are both, or all three rather, nine to one. Then Jonathan Taylor of the Colts mm-hmm. fourteen to one. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon sixteen to one, and then Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints. At 18 to 1, Pritch, what's uh, jumping out to you with this running backs list? This is a great board. This is a great board. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb and the Lions, I mean, that's plus 600, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> it's for a reason. <laughs> that's plus 600. That's a great board. And then Najee Harris against one of the worst run defenses in the league. The Chargers plus 900. Big Ben back on the field, too. So uh, an offensive line that's improving. That's plus 900. Taylor against a Buffalo Bills team that's built to stop the pass defensively. Mm-hmm more so than a physical matchup. And you got Quentin Nelson in a bunch up there for Taylor. They're physical. 14-1, and one, absolutely. It's going to be raining that weather in Buffalo. So, uh, And then Chris McCaffrey, 16-1. Uh, this is an intriguing board here. And all the injuries on that defense for the football team, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Uh, yeah. there, there's so many places. I could sprinkle – I could uh, divvy up a, a pretty nice bet on this board here. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that's the way to look at it. I mean, these odds, of course, courtesy of DraftKings. Mm-hmm. And that's when I wrote down in my notes here of the ones that kind of stood out to me. It was three guys. Three so guys. Because that's what like, there was nobody that really. I know Nick Chubb obviously is the favorite for a yeah. reason, but plus 600 does not a whole lot of value with that play there. So for me, I was kind of looking at if I sprinkled on three guys, and the mm-hmm. three guys are as follows Dalvin Cook at plus 750. That Vikings team, they know how to run the ball against the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, funny enough, was inviting the run against the Seattle Seahawks, and the Seahawks didn't do it, of all teams. Everyone says Pete Carroll runs the ball way too much. They didn't run the ball against the Green Bay Packers, even though Green Bay wanted them to run the ball. If you want Minnesota to run the ball, they'll do it, and oh, yeah. they'll do it often, and I think they'll have a lot of success. So Dalvin Cook, plus 750. Jonathan Taylor stood out to me, 14-1. to 1. I think that's a game that the Colts are going to try to shorten the game, keep that Bills offense off of the field. I know Buffalo's defense has kind of been the story this season. Their offense hasn't really caught up just as much, but Taylor's quickly turning into one of the five best running backs mm-hmm. in the NFL. He's big, he's physical, and he's incredibly fast for a guy that's his size. I think he can get loose on this Buffalo defense that you mentioned is more so built to stop the pass because they're trying to get over the hump of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not really thinking about teams like the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Colts and Jonathan Taylor can have a lot of success on the ground. And another one I'd sprinkle on, Ezekiel Elliott, 16-1. to I know he mixes in with Tony Pollard there, but Kansas City's run defense, not as strong. Obviously, their defense just in general is not Mm -hmm. as strong there. And I think that Dallas... I don't think they're going to want to get into this kind of a shootout. Now, they can play that way and win that way, but I think they're going to also want to just, all right, let's control the pace. Let's do it on our terms. And I think this could be a game where Zeke really breaks out and has another one of those 100-plus yard games here. So Ezekiel Elliott's 16-1 to is something that I would sprinkle on, Mm -hmm. even though 
Tony Pollard obviously gets quite a bit of carries mixing in in that Dallas backfield. Yeah, you know, you look at Jeff Wilson, too, because the brand of, of football, I, I look at teams in November, we were talking about assertion, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They love to buckle the chin strap and put extra air in the helmet. Pop the pads, baby. Right, let's pop them. <laughs> let's pop them. So that's Najee Harris, right? And uh, there's some other running backs on this list, too. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. They like to put extra air in the helmet and get after it. And some teams don't. Yeah. And we, we understand the teams that don't like to mix it up and be physical. They don't want that kind of party. We, we've <laughs> seen that. And, and those teams have lost. And we saw uh, Buffalo lose to Jacksonville earlier because yep. of that. So uh, the lack of physicality, I mean, that's why this board is so intriguing to me. As the kids say, they don't want that smoke. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, let's go over to the receiving yards. Your expertise there. Pritch, of course, played nearly a decade in the NFL as a wide receiver. Devontae Adams is the favorite, plus 600. Tyreek Hill, 9-1. to one. And then you have Stephon Diggs, 13-1. to one. Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, all 15 to 1. Mm. And then, of course, A.J. Brown, 16 to 1, and Keenan Allen, 18 to 1. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams, and I go back to this game, uh, the Packers, a lot of public involved in this game, but it's Aaron Rodgers and, and it's a divisional opponent, and it's okay, we want the NFC title to be in Lambeau Field. Last dance, all this stuff, right? <laughs> so, I mean, Devontae Adams, he's the best receiver in the league right now. And mm -hmm. it's plus 600, and you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for him. Uh, but, you know, Tyreek Hill against that defense, I don't know if Diggs is going to shadow him. But I, I, I think <laughs> yeah, I think Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy, uh, they can't shadow him because of the distribution of the football now. Mm -hmm. uh, Chase is interesting, 15-1, to 1, because I don't think the Raiders match up or they have a guy – that can match up. They're more scheme-oriented in the secondary there for the Raiders. So, uh, And then Justin Jefferson. There's everything to like about this young receiver right now. Yeah, look at you taking from my notes here. Jamar <laughs> Chase is right here. 15-1 to 1 is what I had. I mentioned I like Joe Burrow at 16-1 yeah. to 1 to lead uh, the league in passing today. I think Jamar Chase... I really think he's going to have a big day today against mm -hmm. this Raiders offense. Chase Overs, if you have uh, access to props or whatever at DraftKings or whichever uh, sports book you like to choose, I think Chase Overs are definitely live okay. today to go over because he has been so great after the catch. And you mentioned it, this Raiders secondary doesn't really have anybody that can match up with him just from a man-to-man -man standpoint. I think he has a very big day. Also, CeeDee Lamb, 15-1, to 1, yeah. is another one that intrigued me. With no Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott's targets now get a little bit more defined. CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup could have a big day. Obviously, Dalton Schultz as a tight end has been really good for the Dallas Cowboys. Cedric Wilson also sure. as a receiver. That's why this Cooper thing, I don't know how much of it hurts them. They have so many weapons there. AJ Brown, 16 to 1. AJ Brown, 16 to 1 there yeah. against that Houston Texans team. You just hope that they don't get up too fast to where they stop throwing the ball. Mm -hmm. is, is what the thing is with that Houston Texans team, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans taking on the Texans' double digit favorites down there in the Music City. But what a fun slate of games that we have coming up. And of course, these games, the result will factor into the MVP talk later on this season. So we'll play a little bit of market check here. MVP awards on Point Spread Sunday. It is VCN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Sunday on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
The VSIN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Point Spread Sunday, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, week number 11 in the National Football League. Let's do a little market check here, Pritch. The awards, MVP, and I think today could give us a little bit more clarity in this MVP <laughs> race. Of course, we've been talking about this game all day long. Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs. There's a real shot. The winner of this game not necessarily becomes the favorite to win the award. Well, if it's Dak Prescott, I think that's what happens. If the Cowboys win, I think you'll see Dak Prescott become the favorite. But if, if it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win that game, I think you can see Mahomes kind of vault back into that top three or four in this MVP market. But right now, looking at the odds at DraftKings, Josh Allen is the favorite at plus 250. Tom Brady, plus 350. Prescott, 7-1. to one. Matthew Stafford, 8-1. to one. Then you have Aaron Rodgers, 10-1. to one. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, 16-1. to one. And Justin Herbert, 20-1. to one. What say you, mm, it, re- it really gets interesting here because Josh Allen, I think, is benefiting from the hype yeah. uh, more so than the substance. Uh, yeah, it is, he doesn't play like an MVP. No, he hasn't. Uh, plus 250 right there. But uh, Tom Brady, he's got the story. Uh, you know, he he always will have the story because of what he's accomplished and what he could accomplish. He's going to have Gronk back, perhaps. You know, Antonio Brown uh, is out. Uh, but if, if Tampa is going to get back to the Super Bowl, it's going to be all because of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And if they win the Super Bowl, or it looks like they're going to win the Super Bowl, then uh, you have that uh, in the favor of Tom Brady. Uh, from a PR standpoint, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has taken a significant hit. Yeah. Uh, and his stats are not lofty enough. Yet? Not yet, anyway. And the voter fatigue as well. He won it last year. Sure, sure. So uh, you think about Patrick Mahomes, who's on the board at 16 to 1. Now he's got double digit interceptions, though. Yeah. Right? But is that, is he still that player that can overcome that situation? And I think he can because just of the love everybody has thrown at the Chiefs after one week. All oh, the Chiefs are back. and <laughs> They're back. Yeah. And so if, they are, if they're in a shootout today against the Dallas Cowboys and they win and Patrick Mahomes throws for 400 yards again, uh, that's going to gain momentum for sure in terms of the MVP. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking at the MVP odds for Mahomes here. I don't see him being the one unless they – if he throws for five touchdowns today, no interceptions, mm-hmm. three fifty, then it's like, whoa! All right, right. this is a, this is going to become a train that starts to really pick up some steam here. Um, Dak Prescott is the one that I would look at there at seven yeah. to one, if, especially if you believe the Cowboys will win today. Because if you look at the schedule, they're playing in a prime, not a primetime game, but it's the late afternoon, mm-hmm. nationally televised game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think everybody except for. The Seattle market and probably the uh, whatever market else is playing in this game. I think the Cincinnati market. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get this game or whatever. But everybody else is going to get this game and they're going to get to watch what the Cowboys do against the Chiefs. If Dak plays well, that starts to build the steam. Then on Thursday, oh, he's playing on Thanksgiving when everybody will be watching. If you get 30 million viewers in that game, if they win against the Raiders, that's another big-time performance for him. And then the week later, Thursday night football. So he has these chances in these standalone primetime-type viewing experiences if he plays well over this next three weeks. He's going to be the favorite to win this award. 
I think it's just because of the uh, you mentioned narrative. Mm-hmm. I mean, how about the narrative of coming back from the ankle injury? Right. Well, everything can he, he's overcome. And, can he get the MVP and comeback player of the year? That kind of thing. That's going to be the interesting right? one. Now, it's I can see him winning MVP, and they don't give him comeback player of the year. They're just like, oh, okay, well, it'll kind of be MVP. built into right. your MVP award. Okay. We'll give comeback player of the year maybe to Joe Burrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they give him both of them. Who knows? I, we've never seen that happen where the MVP and the comeback player of the year is the same person. But I think that. If he doesn't win MVP, he's a runaway winner for comeback player of the year. That's without question here. But I can see Dak Prescott being an MVP right. if they win this game. Just The Cowboys' schedule is pretty favorable when you look down. they got a lot of NFC East games, sure. and those teams are below 500 for a reason. Well, I think that's the case for both of these quarterbacks, though, because uh, you will build a case or these guys will build a case for themselves. Dak Prescott, uh, certainly in the next two weeks, but then – uh, Patrick Mahomes off of last Sunday night's performance, then a great performance against the Cowboys, and then a bye. And so it's going to linger out there, back-to-back performances and also mm-hmm. Kansas City back on track. Matthew Stafford is 8-1. to one. Last two performances <laughs> in primetime. Been bad. Yes. I, I I don't know why he's 8-1. to one. So, I mean, maybe it's a liability mm-hmm. thing from the summertime because everybody knew this Rams offense was going to be highly prolific and mm-hmm. all that stuff, whatever, what have you. But I don't see Stafford winning this award. I think he honestly lost the award. He never had it, so it's like hard right. for him to lose it. But I think he just you could write him off after what we saw last Monday night. Just you get you follow that performance up with what happened on Sunday night football against the Tennessee Titans. Those two straight weeks in prime time, everybody's watching where he just looked flat out bad. Projecting ahead though, the Rams have not been able to run the football. And they looked and they, they sought out Odell Beckham Jr., not mm-hmm. anticipating Woods being injured. That tells me that they're going to throw the football here with Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. So they're going, to, they're going to ride or die there with Matthew Stafford as a gunslinger throwing the football around the yard. And uh, that's what the Rams are right now, and that's what they have to be. Uh, so plus 800, can you trust Matthew Stafford to understand as a new quarterback with this team, uh, first-year situations, not Tom Brady, can he, can he do that in the second half of the year with, with the uh, weapons that he has right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at their schedule – it's not easy mm-hmm. whatsoever. And you mentioned that them not being able to run the football. Right. That's going to hurt them in terms of wins and losses, which yeah. ultimately hurts Stafford in this MVP discussion. They come out of the bye. They're on bye this week. Next week, they're at Green Bay. That's a tough game there. Could go either way. Home for Jacksonville. You expect that to be a win. But they're at Arizona Monday Night Football. They already lost to the Cardinals this year. Then they're home for Seattle, who will be desperate. Then they're at Minnesota, at Baltimore, back-to-back weeks. And then home for San Francisco, who McVay has just not been able to beat Kyle Shanahan ever since he's come into the league. That's a tough schedule down the stretch for this Rams team. I can see this team being an 11 and 6, 10 and 7 team, which sounds crazy, but I think that's a realistic situation to where that's not enough wins to win the MVP, as they're probably not going to even win the NFC West based on what we've seen over the last couple of weeks here. Transitioning to mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Year, this is a market that we really don't talk about too much because we always focus a lot on MVP. Cooper Cup, the Rams wide receiver is the going-away favorite. Now, not quite odds-on, but he's plus 110 as the favorite to win this award. After him, you have Devontae Adams, James Conner, Kyler Murray at 18-1. to Then you look at Josh Allen, 20-1, to Jonathan Taylor also at 20-1, to Lamar Jackson, 28-1, to and Matthew Stafford, who I just poo-pooed on, is 35-1. to uh, What stands out to you, though, Pritch? Well, Cooper Cup, uh, he leaves away with, what, 10 touchdowns right now? Scott, <laughs> it might be 100. I sure, think I know, pretty much. Real quick. He's already over <laughs> 1,100 yards, and 
uh, the chemistry that he has with Matthew Stafford. And so projecting forward again, Matthew Stafford is going to throw the football, what, 35, 40, 45 times a game now moving forward because of the inability to run the football. And now you got Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, to take attention away from Cooper Cup. You can't cover Cooper Cup, period. Yeah. But – you got Odell Beckham Jr. perhaps taking away some attention and Jefferson, too, a guy that they're excited about. So it, 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 I see why he's a runaway favorite for sure. But Devontae Adams, he's going to surge. Uh, you know that. I, I'm not looking at Kyler Murray yet because uh, I don't even know if he's playing today, to be honest with you. Yeah, it doesn't he's, sound yep, like it. Yep. Josh Allen accounts for so much of the Buffalo Bills offense. If the Buffalo Bills – get to the AFC Championship is going to be because of Josh Allen mm-hmm. on the ground and through the air. So uh, that's intriguing, too, from an offensive player of the year standpoint. You know the one that stands out to me? It's not even on the board, not even on the graphic that we have. Because Cooper Cup right now is the favorite, but mm-hmm. we don't typically see receivers win this award. Right. Michael Thomas won it a couple of years ago, but before then it's been quarterback, running back, quarterback, running back, quarterback, running back. There's a quarterback. We just talked about him just about five minutes ago. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. 65 to 1 <laughs> to win Offensive Player of the Year. Now, if he continues to throw these crazy touchdowns and maybe the winning isn't as quite good as an MVP caliber type of season, I mean, Mahomes could theoretically have 50 plus touchdowns. I mean, he might have the 15, 16 interceptions, right. but he's going to probably have 5,500 passing yards. Why not Patrick Mahomes? A little shot there, 65-1 to 1 at DraftKings to win Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year is more stat-driven than is. MVP, right? And, so, and Mahomes is going to have some stats. And his, Mahomes <laughs> is going to have some stats. And uh, I can see this guy, yeah, absolutely. Because in terms of running the football, they're not going to do that. No. If, if Patrick Mahomes can be Joe Montana-esque in terms of the precision of the passing game, the distribution of the football, the timing and the rhythm in the pocket, hit that back foot, one hitch, get rid of the football, stuff like that. He's just elevated his game because we know he can do all the air raid stuff. We know he can scramble and, and make big plays that way too. So uh, to me, uh, if Andy Reid and Eric Benemy has turned this guy into a complete quarterback, he's the ultimate weapon moving forward. Real quick here, Pritch, 15 seconds, defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett, the mm. favorite, 3-1. to one. Trayvon Diggs, 4-1. to one. TJ Watt, 5-1. to one. It's going to be hard to beat Miles Garrett. I mean, not only from sacks, pressures, uh, impact of the game as well. TJ Watt, yeah, Watt was the only guy yeah. I thought could beat him, but he's hurt. Who knows how long he is out for. So that is a little bit of market check. Awards talk on the other side. A little game we like to call What's Trending here on Point Spread Center. 